Hello there, everyone. If you're watching this video, then you are part of the TTOR army, an army that is building itself up one subscriber at a time. And as you can see from the title and thumbnail of today's video, today we're going to be talking about Wikipedia and more specifically how the Wikipedia article on abiogenesis was changed to try to hide the fact that abiogenesis is part of biological evolution. Now, if you go to the Wikipedia article for abiogenesis today, which you can see right here on the screen, you read the following. In biology, abiogenesis, or the origin of life, is the natural process by which life has arisen from non-living matter, such as simple organic compounds. The prevailing scientific hypothesis is that the transition from non-living to living entities on Earth was not a single event, but a process of increasing complexity involving the formation of a habitable planet, the prebiotic synthesis of organic molecules, molecular self-replication, self-assembly, autocatalysis, and the emergence of cell membranes. Many proposals have been made for different stages of the process. This is all well and good, but up until very recently, the abiogenesis article here on Wikipedia said that abiogenesis was not a single event, but an evolutionary process of increasing complexity. But someone went in recently and changed the article so that it says, but a process instead of, but an evolutionary process. I first made this discovery of the change while I was filming my recent video, Polygia responds to my video with flawed argumentation and straw man fallacies. Now, in case you don't believe me that the Wikipedia article used to say that abiogenesis was an evolutionary process, let me direct you to two places where I can prove that this is true. Back in March of 2022, I put out a video titled, Polygia's Stipulations for Debating Kent Hovind are Self-Contradicting and Censorious. The video was put out on March 19th, 2022, which is over a year ago. And if you blow the video up to full screen around the 6 minute 30 second mark of the video, you will see that the abiogenesis article on Wikipedia back then said that abiogenesis was... Not a single event, but an evolutionary process of increasing complexity. But it wasn't just back then that the article said it. Back in January of this year, I put out a video titled, Godfather Lies About Evolution page on Wikipedia Displays Creationist Derangement Syndrome. And if you go to roughly the 737 mark of this video, you'll once again see the abiogenesis article on Wikipedia on the screen. And if you blow my video up to full screen, you'll see in the first paragraph that it says that abiogenesis was not a single event, but an evolutionary process, i.e. a process of gradually increasing complexity. So all the way. Up until recently, the abiogenesis article on Wikipedia said that abiogenesis was an evolutionary process and not a single event. But then, as I was filming my Apologia response video that I did recently, I discovered that someone on Wikipedia had actually changed the article so that it no longer said that abiogenesis was an evolutionary process, but rather it's just a process. Now, 
I have a theory on why this change was made. Now, this theory is just speculation on my part, and it can be wrong. I'm open to that possibility. But this is what my theory is. Old Godfather here, who I had the argument with on my video, Godfather Lies About Evolution page on Wikipedia. I had an argument with him over this whole topic. And if you go to his Twitter profile... He identifies himself not only as a religion skeptic and a liberal, and not only as being pro-choice, i.e. he's for the murder of babies in the womb, but he also identifies himself as a BLM supporter and an ally, presumably, to the LGBTQ community. So when you are so deranged that you're not only a religion skeptic and a leftist, but you're also a supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement and presumably the Marxist organization called Black Lives Matter, you're pretty deranged. And you it is not beyond you to go to a Wikipedia page to change the article so that it says what you want it to say and it doesn't say what your opponent who's pointing to the article is telling you that it says. So back in January, when I had this argument with him, I pointed out to him repeatedly that the abiogenesis article on Wikipedia said that abiogenesis was an evolutionary process. Now, one of the things he said to me on Twitter, which you can, I think, see in this video response, or you could see it in the one before that I made to him, he claimed that I had edited the article on Wikipedia to make it say that it was an evolutionary event, abiogenesis. Of course, the problem with this is I've never once in my entire life edited a Wikipedia article, and up until recently, the abiogenesis article on Wikipedia always said that abiogenesis was an evolutionary process. But at some point in the last few months, after old Godfather here and I had our back and forth, at some point, the Wikipedia article magically changed so that it says that abiogenesis is just a process instead of an evolutionary process. My suspicion is that Godfather either edited the article himself to make it say a process instead of an evolutionary process, or he got in contact with the moderators of Wikipedia and convinced them to change the article so that it said that abiogenesis was just a process instead of being an evolutionary process. My suspicion is that one of those two things happened. Now, of course, you can still prove through Wikipedia that abiogenesis is part of evolution, because when you go to the evolution page on Wikipedia, which is about evolution in biology, and you go to the evolutionary history of life section, you see a subsection titled Origin of Life, and in the further information line, there is a link to the abiogenesis article. So abiogenesis is part of biological evolution, according to the evolution article on Wikipedia. Of course, at some point in the future, I know that Godfather or whichever atheist religious skeptic who's triggered by me pointing these things out, I know that they're going to get this article changed too so that abiogenesis is not listed under the evolutionary history of life section under the subsection of origin of life. I know that change is going to happen because they already edited the abiogenesis article. But 
it doesn't matter if they do this or not. If you're an atheist or an evolutionist out there and you think that removing the word evolutionary from the abiogenesis article and you think that removing the hyperlink to abiogenesis from the biological evolution article is going to prove that there's no connection between evolution and abiogenesis, you are sadly mistaken. The thing about Wikipedia articles is that, for the most part, when it comes to scientific topics, the things that are written in them are a reflection of whatever the current consensus is on those topics. So I'm pretty sure if I do an internet search on any real quality search engine, that I'm going to find all kinds of articles talking about how abiogenesis is part of evolution, and I'll be able to prove of those articles that it is instead of appealing merely to Wikipedia. I was appealing to Wikipedia for the longest time because it was something that was easy and that evolutionists use all the time, and they didn't have to do any real research to find these things. But if evolutionists and atheists are going to change Wikipedia to hide the fact that abiogenesis is part of evolution, well then, we're going to have to take a different approach in proving the point that abiogenesis is part of evolution. But I just wanted you guys to see in this video that because of yours truly hammering the point home that abiogenesis is part of evolution and the Wikipedia articles on evolution and abiogenesis proved it, well, because I did that, the atheists and evolutionists went to the abiogenesis article on Wikipedia and removed all references to evolution from the article because, well, I was hammering them with it. Hello there everyone, if you're watching this video then you are part of the TTOR army, an army that is building itself up one subscriber at a time. And as you can see from the title and thumbnail of today's video, today we have a doozy of a topic, one that's very interesting, especially since I've covered this particular topic, this particular man, I should say, in videos in the past, but we'll get to that later. For now, I want you to know that this is the first TTOR video being filmed in 4K resolution. I just got a new gaming laptop that does 4K gaming rather easily. I mean, this is the most high-powered computer I've ever met. 
it can run PS2 games in 4K smooth as butter, which my previous computer that I was recording videos on struggled to run certain PS2 games at 720p on the emulator I use. But apparently the problem was my computer, not the software, not the game files. And consequently, this helps TTOR videos as well, because TTOR videos previously could not be filmed in higher than 1080p resolution. Now I can film in 4K with no problem, and I have much better processing power on my videos. And it also allows my shotcut uh, video editing software to work a lot better than it did on my previous computer. Apparently that software was built for higher powered computers like this. But anyway, now that you know that this is the first TTOR video to be filmed in 4K resolution, I'd like to get into the video by introducing you to something that I started last year that should be of interest to you content creators out there, and that would be Quarter. Quarter, which you can see right here on screen, is an open source alt tech alternative to YouTube that I founded and started almost an entire year ago. And it's very similar to YouTube in terms of features and functionality and a little bit of the user interface. So you'll see things like full HD video upload capacity, including 4K video uploads with certain encoding servers. And there's also live streaming and free restreaming and public playlists, an easy to use comment moderation system. But there's also features that you won't find on YouTube, such as quarter bucks, which is an insight currency that you earn by getting views on your videos. And you can use the quarter bucks that you earn to promote your individual videos or your entire channel on the front page of the site. There's also video chat rooms that you can create where basically you can do video calls with your friends, family, coworkers, followers, fans, etc. And in addition to that, you can also live stream to your channel from these rooms. So Quarter, in terms of features and functionality, rivals YouTube in a lot of ways and exceeds YouTube in some ways. But also, Quarter champions freedom of speech. You don't have to worry about not being able to talk about certain topics without getting banned from the site or your videos removed, like you currently do on YouTube. On YouTube, there are certain topics that you can't talk about at all without your video getting struck down or your channel getting struck down. On Quarter, no such thing. You can talk about any of those topics that YouTube won't let you talk about. And you can say and do whatever you want as long as it's legally covered and protected by the First Amendment of the United States of America, which is where this quarter side of mine is based out of. So, if you're looking for a YouTube alternative that champions freedom of speech and is feature-rich and functional, I would encourage you to join Quarter today. Now, let's get into the topic of today's video, which is Pastor Steven Anderson, the hate preacher, as he's known as by some people. Now, Steven Anderson, I've talked about many times in the past, but today we're talking about Steven Anderson deconverting from young earth creationism. He's now claiming that he doesn't believe in a young earth. How did I learn this? Well, two weeks ago, the content creator, Faithful Servants of Christ, John Cragen, he put out a video titled, Stephen Anderson Slipping into Atheistic and Evolution-Like Heresy. And it is at the 1 minute and 18 second mark of John's video where we pick things up. 
So that's pretty much atheism in a nutshell. It's, it's science falsely so-called. I speak as a former atheist, by the way, too. All right, sorry about that little interruption there. But, yeah, that's atheism in a nutshell. And what you're about to hear from Steven Anderson is just reeking of evolutionary type of theology. So in this clip I'm going to show, Steven Anderson actually is denying young earth creationism, what the Word of God teaches in Genesis chapter 1. You know, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, where God created the earth in six days. He's denying young earth creationism. Check this out. Now, here's the thing. You know, people talk about evidence for a young earth, and, and you know, Matt and I probably disagree on this a little bit. You know, I don't believe in a young earth. 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 So, as you can see in that clip, we see video footage of Steven Anderson from some kind of sit-down he did with Matt Powell claim that he does not believe in a young Earth. Now, I will say right now that I could not find the original video that John is getting this clip from. I couldn't find it on YouTube. I couldn't find it on search engines. I even commented on this video two weeks ago asking him where he got this interview from and that I wanted to look at the clip for myself as part of my own video. And I even emailed him on the email address that's listed on his official website. I got no word back from John on this, so I would have loved to show you the original source material instead of playing the clip from John's video here because that's just how I roll. But I couldn't get access to the original interview that this clip was from, so we're going to have to roll John's clip. But Steven Anderson, as you saw in the clip, clearly said that he does not believe in a young Earth. Now, I find that to be incredibly fascinating because if you've been following the history of Steven Anderson as a preacher and pastor, you know that he has literally defended a young earth and proclaimed himself to be a young earther in the past. Now, here on the Wayback Machine, we have an archived version of a 2010 sermon that Steven Anderson gave titled The Exact Age of the Earth. The video in particular is called The Exact Age of the Earth Baptist Sermon Independent Fundamental Preaching. Now we are going to watch the first 3 minutes and 39 seconds of this video and we're going to see Stephen Anderson, well, defend a young earth and proclaim himself a young earth creationist by definition. This morning my sermon is going to be a little bit different and I preach a, a variety of sermons and you know I don't I don't want to be a broken record. I don't just preach the same type of things over and over again. I like to preach a variety of different types of messages. There are all different things that you need in your spiritual diet. The Bible says that the pastor is supposed to be apt to teach. And so it's my job to teach you the Bible and to preach to you God's Word, to exhort you, to rebuke you, and also to teach you with all doctrine and long-suffering. Now, God's Word is all profitable for doctrine. Now, even the parts of the Bible that some people might labor, label as the boring part or it's not that important, the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, Amen. for instruction in righteousness. Okay, The Bible says that it's all profitable. Now, we read through this list here in, in Genesis chapter 5 of all these different people. They lived, they died, they had children, this is how old they were, and you might wonder, why is that important? Well, it is very important. And I'm going to preach on a subject. I'm going to approach this subject from several different angles. 
But I'm going to preach a sermon this morning proving to you the age of the earth, how old the earth is right now, only from the Bible. Because there are so many people out there who rely on so many study tools and, and so many history books and all this man-made things. And therefore, this is going to be a Bible record of how old the earth is directly from the Bible. Now, the other thing is that many people, when they approach this subject of how old the earth is, they will actually have a preconceived idea going into it, and they'll try to doctor the numbers to fit that preconceived idea. For example, you know, the dispensationalist wants to teach that there is basically exactly 4,000 years between Adam and Jesus Christ, between the creation of the world and Jesus Christ, and therefore they will doctor the numbers to make it add up to exactly 4,000 years. Uh, pretty much every single theologian that I've ever seen, and, and by the way, let me just say this before I get into this, you're not getting something that I'm regurgitating from someone else. This is all my personal Bible study. I did not get any of what I'm going to preach from man. I got it all straight from the Word of God. Most of it I studied when I was 17 years old. And in the last few days, I delved into this again and just revisited it all, studied it. No theologian, no commentary by my side, no Google. Just, this is studying the Bible. But from what I've been taught through the years, pretty much everybody who teaches or preaches on this subject pretty much changes or corrects the Bible at some point. And that's why I say that everybody I've ever heard preach this is wrong. Because they all will say the King James Bible is wrong in certain verses, and they'll change the meaning of verses, they'll twist the meaning in order to make the numbers add up to what they want them to add up to. Their preconceived idea. This is going to be a King James only. Hear this. A King James only. A, a Bible preacher who believes that every word in the King James Bible is correct. That's what you're going to get this morning. And I don't know, I've never heard this anywhere else. And maybe it's been preached elsewhere. I'm sure it's been preached elsewhere. But I've never heard it. I've always heard everybody changing and correcting and twisting to, to fit their preconceived idea. I have no preconceived idea. I don't care how old the world is. I just want to prove it from the Bible how old it is. And let me tell you this, by the way. The world is approximately 6,000 years old. And I'm going to prove that from the Bible. So, as we saw in that clip from this old sermon of his, Stephen Anderson, back in 2010, literally taught from the pulpit as the man of God that he proclaims himself to be still to this day, that the Bible teaches that the earth is 6,000 years old. And he says that he got all the information to come up with this number from nothing but the King James Bible. He believes every word that the King James Bible says. And he condemns everyone else who says that the earth is much older than what the Bible says because they're twisting the scriptures to make it fit their preconceived ideas. I'm on board with Stephen Anderson at this point. As a matter of fact, we don't just have this video. If you go to the Faithful Word Baptist Church website today, you can still find the essay, the footnotes, essentially, for this sermon by Pastor Stephen Anderson. We're going to read a couple parts of it. Uh, Stephen Anderson wrote, The Bible gives us all the information we need to know with certainty the number of years from the creation of the world until events at the very end of the Old Testament. From there, modern history can tell us within a couple years of accuracy the number of years from then until now. 
This essay conclusively proves that the Earth is approximately 6,244 years old, plus or minus no more than 25 years. Of course, it's been 13 years since this sermon and notes came out, so the age of the Earth, according to Stephen Anderson, is 6,257 years old. Most Bible scholars and theologians come up with a lower number right around 6,000 years or lower because they either don't take the biblical record for what it actually says, or they have a doctrinal agenda of keeping the number under 6,000 in order to prop up their dispensational teachings. Therefore, they rest the scriptures in order to come up with the answer they want. However, anyone who approaches the Bible with an open mind and believes every word must come up with a higher number somewhere right around 6,244 years old. Other so-called Christians and theologians make statements like seven to 8,000 years old or millions of years old. This is nonsense and easily proven false by this essay. Now, you go down to the very bottom of this essay. Stephen Anderson says in the notes, This essay, these calculations, and the Bible references used are my own work with nothing but the Bible itself and the Holy Spirit to guide me. None of this information was taken from any book, commentary, or chart I have ever seen. So as we can see, 13 years ago, almost exactly 13 years ago, Stephen Anderson literally had a sermon where he taught that the earth was 6,244 years old, and he used nothing but the Bible to prove this age. Stephen Anderson taught and believed in a young earth 13 years ago, and he pointed out that if you just read the King James Bible in a straightforward and contextual manner, and you don't reinterpret it to make it fit your preconceived old earth creationism beliefs, or any other preconceived beliefs you have, you will come away with the conclusion that the Earth and universe is 6,257 years old now by the current day. So what changed, Stephen Anderson, Mr. King James Bible preacher who just believes what the King James Bible says and doesn't reinterpret it in light of what other people say? How come you're now saying that you don't believe in a young Earth when you literally have a sermon on your own website that says that you do? Why Why are you saying now that you don't believe in an old earth? I mean, you said 13 years ago and proved 13 years ago that the Bible taught a young earth. And you pointed out 13 years ago that the only way to come to any other conclusion is to reinterpret the Bible in light of your preconceived beliefs or in light of the majority opinion of the scientific and academic community. So what changed? Why are you now saying you don't believe in a young earth? Is it because you were friends of Kent Hovind back then, and after you figured out what a lying adulterer he was, you decided not only to sever your relationship with him, but also cease believing in a young earth? Is that what's going on? Or have you been corrupted, and are you saying that the King James Bible is no longer sufficient for determining the age of the earth and universe? and therefore you're going to conclude that the earth and universe must be much older than what the King James Bible says. Now, I'm not a King James onlyist like Stephen Anderson claims to be, but I do believe that the King James Bible is every bit as authoritative and inerrant as any other solid modern English translation of the Bible. So I actually believe that you can arrive at the 
young earth creationism position using nothing but the King James Bible. So when I see a King James onlyist who claims that the King James Bible is supreme over all other Bible translations, and who 13 years ago claimed with proof, strong proof, that the King James Bible taught a 6,000-year-old earth and universe, when I see that same guy 13 years later now saying, oh yeah, I don't believe in a young earth, even though on his website it says that he does, uh, yeah, I'm at a loss for words. Then again, Stephen Anderson denying the biblical truth of a 6,000-year-old earth and universe and embracing the heresy of old earth creationism, that's not exactly a surprise to me. If you go to my BitChute playlist, Stephen Anderson Exposed, you'll see that I've made many videos about Stephen Anderson in the past. For example, almost four and a half years ago, I did a video called Stephen Anderson Claims that NIV Bible Users Are Not Saved. That's right, guys. This guy is literally such an idiot and a moron that he actually thinks your salvation is determined by which version of the Bible you read and not by the actual message of the gospel. There's also Stephen Anderson's Replacement Theology that I debunked in a video titled Debunking Stephen Anderson's Replacement Theology. There's also the video I did where Stephen Anderson justified the begging the question fallacy by appealing to a New York Times article. And then there's my last video in the playlist, Stephen Anderson Rejects God Being Omnipresent. So Stephen Anderson is definitely a heretic because he teaches replacement theology and he rejects God being omnipresent. But he also appeals to logical fallacies to justify his King James only position. And he also determines people's salvation by what Bible translation they read and not by the actual doctrines and faith uh, statements that they hold. So, in light of all this stuff I've made about Stephen Anderson in the past, is it any surprise that he has walked away from the 6,000-year-old earth and universe that his King James Bible teaches and is now embracing, to some extent, old earth creationism? Is that really any surprise at all to anyone? It's not a surprise to me. Once you embark on heresy walk, especially if you embark on the heresy of old earth creationism, you are likely to start embracing all other kinds of heresies, as I've documented in my book Another Inconvenient Truth 2, Defending Young Earth Creationism. When you reject the biblical truth of a 6,000-year-old earth and universe and you start embracing old earth creationism, you are far more likely than most Christians to start walking in all kinds of heresies. I've seen biblical inerrancy be denied by various old earth creationist apologists as a result of their rejection of young earth creationism. And I've seen all other kinds of heresies get embraced by old earth creationists. But then again, hey, if you're going to deny what the Bible says on origins, well, you might as well finish the project and start denying other things that the Bible clearly teaches. As we saw from my BitChute playlist, we already had evidence of Stephen Anderson being a confirmed heretic before I came across this video by John. But after watching his video and seeing Stephen Anderson's old sermon on the topic, it just becomes a cherry on top of the sundae for me. 
Stephen Anderson does not believe what his King James Bible teaches regarding the origins and the age of the earth and universe, despite the fact that he claims to be a King James Bible believer who puts the King James Bible above everything else in terms of authority. And with that being said, I don't really have anything else to talk about in this video, so I will see you in the next one. Toodles. Thank you.